This episode of United 96 is brought to you in part by Monday Development. Whether you're beginning your first real estate purchase or you're a seasoned investor, Monday Development can assist you with all aspects of the process. Kick off your next investment by visiting mondaydev.com. You are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network, Ted here, das, John das here, off over here, das off, <laughs> das off over here, das off over here. Uh, we are here to cover DC United. We cover a little U.S. Men's National Team as well, though we didn't really, we didn't really talk about like Nations League at all. Nope. We just had like no interest in Nations League. Mm-hmm. It's a fake just tournament. I'm, I'm, I refuse. <laughs> uh, but we are here to talk DC United uh, in in whatever form it takes. Um, whatever form it takes this 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 week, it's a it's another tough loss. Before we get into that, John, how are you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? It was good. I, you know, people have started to talk about this. The 7.30 start for every game in MLS is making it so that I am watching so much less MLS than I used to. Like, yeah. basically, I watch my team, which every game, I think, bar one has been on the 7.30 time block. I guess the eight, there was 8.30 for Chicago. Mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of a bummer. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the rest of the league. I watch the review show sometimes, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not a fan of it. What do you my weekend was fine, but I want to know what you think. about. It. I don't know. I want to know well, what you think about that. <laughs> The the most interesting part of my of my of my day was was Thursday um, when I made the ultimately very bright attempt to stay up till one a.m. on a Thursday watching the Richmond Kickers oh, right. uh, play Cleveland SC. Uh, work was very was a little uh, was a little rough on Friday. That's that's all I'll say to that. I didn't have any have a lot of meetings, so I was kind of able to um, just maybe work on some smaller things and. Relax and try not to, to have too much of a thing. But uh, Friday was rough, but I was still it was by far one of the most the weirdest experiences I guess I've had at a game. Um, it was very weird. I'm sure the players really wanted to just be done with it. They had the weekend off. Uh, and then really Saturday and Sunday was a, I didn't have any the the Easter holiday. There was no games to referee. I had kind of a, a weekend just to relax and not really do anything. Recover. Um, so. Recover exactly. So that was that was nice, and also watching you know DC and MLS. And and to your to your question about um, the Apple TV deal, I, I think that is the one criticism I will agree with. I I think I think what MLS said is they said okay, we want everybody talks about how we don't have consistent times. You know, there are games are all over the place. We got this new platform in Apple. We have this new show we're trying to do in Access Three Hundred and Sixty. You know, we need to make sure games are games are there. We have a whole bunch of games that people can watch. Uh, the problem is, is like, I think, I think like you have said is that, you know, you sit and watch the DC United game. And then by then it's like, maybe you're, you're, you'll get like the second half of a game that starts at eight 30. And then you've got two 10 30 games and that's it. Like it's all done and dusted. Um, I think the league, my hope is my sincere hope, uh, the league, you know, maybe adopts a little bit of a, of a, you know, you can create consistent watch times. You know, do do a Friday night game. I think there should be a Friday night game every week. Yep. Um, you can pick a, you know, and then there should be a Saturday day game. Give it sneak a day game in there. And then you still have a slate of 10, 11 games at that 730, time slot. Maybe you can divvy it up a little bit. So you've got a little, you know, wider gulf of, of, of games. Uh, and then, of course, then you have the I think you have a Sunday afternoon game. Um, we'll get that this week. We will get we will get the L.A. the L.A. Derby at four thirty on Sunday. So we will get that this week. But 
I, th- I think I think that is something I wouldn't be shocked if they just went along with the same thing this time around. Or they actually said, OK, let's let's mix it up a little bit. Let's create a Friday night soccer. The only thing I think I can think could stop Friday night could be the fact that Apple also has Friday night baseball. And I, I'm not sure they would want that to compete with. Yeah, I guess um, the, the, I guess there could be a split. I guess there could be there could be eyeballs are pulling away from each other. So but other than they, that, though, they might. They might have data and they might say, you know what, there, there's really no crossover between baseball fans. And 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 there's this one guy in in uh, in Fredericksburg, Virginia, that that watches both the Friday night baseball they would, and, the, and the MLS. Right. <laughs> That's all we got. That's all we got. So I think we're fine. We, we can lose him for we can have him split for a week. But um, they've also got the, the four screens, apparently the split screens they're coming with. So hopefully that adds a little bit to it. But. So um, uh, before we get on the rest of the show, I want to make sure that I called out some folks who became new Patreons or upgraded their, their Patreon tiers this week. Uh, Kevin, Matthew, and Benjamin, thank you for becoming Patreons. Those folks are reacting most likely to the new hit show uh, that doesn't have a name uh, and doesn't have really a, a, any sort of branding around it, which is the John Solo talk about things that happened from from <laughs> Monday to Friday before the game podcast. I'm going to think of something pithier than that. But what I'm going to do every week is put something together on Thursday night, usually probably, uh, and splice some content from press release, press conferences, so that you know what's going to go on with the DC United game and the Spirit game that weekend. So the only way you'll get that is if you are in the $5 tier or higher, well, really just the $5 tier uh, on Patreon. And uh, yeah, do that if you want that. It's It's... It could be good. People seem to like it. I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't pay for it, but it's just me talking. So I appreciate that anyone else that does do it. But that's it. I want to make sure we got great. that before we get into the show. Good ad, right? Great. Yeah, great advertising there, John. You say no, it's the best content in the world. Yeah, I like have I have been on record saying that I refuse to listen to sports podcasts. So I'm clearly <laughs> not our market. I'm not our own demo. Hey Jesse in the chat. Gregory says I can listen to myself talk for free. I can, but uh, there, I, I can't edit myself when I'm listening live, unfortunately. So that's why I have to do this. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into, uh, DC night now winless in six. Um, it's been a, been a rough go of it. Um, DC night falling two nothing, uh, to the Columbus to say the least, a rough go of it falling two nothing, uh, to Columbus, uh, John, before, before we get into, we're going to get into, we're going to talk about referees. We're going to talk about a lot of other things. Give me some of your your overall feelings about the game. I feel like we ask this every week. Are, are we, are we, are we still positive? Do we still think there's something that can happen? Like how much does this really mean? Because I, I look at the standings and I, like I was feeling very down this game and mm-hmm. I was like, if this keeps up, I think Wayne's gone. Like, like, do you look at maybe just getting rid of Wayne mid season having, um, Oh, the guy they hired. I can't, the assistant coach. I can't think of who they brought in. Former, um, former Vancouver coach, Van uh, Carl Carl Robinson. Robinson. There it is. Yeah. Carl Robinson. Just shepherd him through the year and then go and find a coach. Like if this gets if this really goes bad. And then I took a look at the standings and I'm like, one win, and we are right back in the playoff hunt. Like I, I forget, and this is probably like an uh, you know, an, an indignation of of the regular season and how many playoff positions there are. Too many. These games just these games just really like it's just like like you can very easily go on a, a run of like two or three wins and suddenly you're right back in fighting in the middle of the pack or the top of the playoffs all the way from the bottom. And there's the fact that there are a lot of other teams out there that are way, way worse than us. We could finish. I think about, I think we could finish maybe like only slightly better on points 
and be nowhere close. Uh, there, there are a lot of teams out there, LA, Kansas City, Montreal, who we're about to play next, Charlotte, who are just an absolute, I think Charlotte might be okay. They've, they've kind of, they've just turned around from being embarrassingly bad to bad. Uh, but there are just a lot of teams that are just like even more embarrassingly bad than us. So maybe that's given me a little bit of hope that we are not we are we are on top of the trash heap instead of buried under the trash heap. So curious if you have the same thoughts. Yeah, I was not feeling as good about I feel like the the common thread this season has been us losing and me being like and you being like, yeah, but there are lots of good things to take away from this. We didn't we, we, we had stretches where we looked amazing. And yeah, we had some mm-hmm. small moments that let us down. Um, this, and we'll talk about the refereeing decisions that really came into play on these goals. I, I wasn't seeing a whole lot to like, uh, the, the, the offensive style continues to be very direct. It continues to be very, you know, Christian Benteke forehead oriented, which is fine. Cause it's working and he's good. I mean, it's not working cause we're, we've won one game. Uh, but his part is working fine. He's doing what he's been asked to do. I continue to be impressed with him. Mm-hmm. He is He's been the most as advertised DP in not so, you know, I think taxi had a season last year for the most part that you're like, wow, that was a real, that was probably the best DP season of other than like Dwayne De Rosario, a converted DP, any acquired external DP that we've ever had. Uh, Christian Benteke has been exactly what he's, they said he would be. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Uh, But yeah, I was not, I was not really overwhelmed with the performance from, any capacity there were individual performances that we'll talk about as we go into the game that I was really really pleased with and I think you know Donovan Pines aside and uh, uh, Jahaz for for Jacob you're probably close to what your first choice 11 uh, that Wayne would draw together out there Uh, also maybe not Victor Paulson at right back Uh, but (laughs) You know, for the most part, in, injuries aside from defensively, like that, the, the front, the midfield and the forwards are about what you'd want. Uh, and it, is it a matter of just needing more time to gel? Maybe, maybe so. The new players that came were pretty impressive. Um, first time we've had all three DPs in the field. First time we've ever yeah. had all three DPs in a game ever, I believe, because it's the first year we've had three DPs. Yeah, and actually, um, funny enough, I'm looking... Um, I'm looking and the uh, uh, we do actually have a connection that was better. I'm looking at the passing connection. That was a big talking point against against Chicago. Uh, uh, Miller to Benteke is still number two. There were 10 <laughs> attempts, 10 attempts there. Uh, but there actually was a leader in the which was 15 between Steve Birnbaum and Victor Paulson. Still very much. There's like six and nine between the two of them. Very much. Very direct. Uh, let's talk about the the defensive line again. Another shift in the defensive line. Um, we had, uh, by the way, uh, this is, we've never had consecutive, uh, same back fours all season long. If, if, if there's one information point that could get to you to be like, Oh, I get why we suck right now. That's probably a pretty good one. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a pretty good one. And, and also to be clear, like we're still very much like other than I would say the front two between taxi and Mateke, the midfield is also very much a work in progress. And, and there doesn't seem to be a clear idea of, how how are we going to play as a as a midfield? How are we going to look as a midfield? Um, this game felt very very much like a a four four two. This game did not have the feeling of like a four four three that maybe was a bit more attacking. Um, I again I again I I am I understand what Rooney is trying to do. He is trying to play more defensively. And honestly, if if it weren't for an errant penalty, 
uh, call, which we'll get to. Um, it might you might have said, well, it worked. You got you got through the first half, and then maybe then you can go a little bit more on the front foot. Maybe you get something out of it. Um, I think this team this team is going to play out of the back. They have to figure out how to get a midfield connection. Something else other than I mean, you can try the ta- the stuff over to Benteke, the long ball, long passes over the top to Benteke, have him head it down, find taxi. That can work. But you also need to get the midfield more involved. And I, and I think Lewis O'Brien was was very good. Um, we'll talk about him in a minute. Canals was very good. Obviously, an, an unfortunate penalty call um, that he had there. Uh, Click was Click was okay. I did not I, I I did not like Pedro Santos. I didn't think he had a good game. Better than the last overall, time against Columbus, which was a which was a horror show. He was he was merely average yeah. or below versus the first time away he was abject. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, this team on the defensive side of the ball needs to get healthy. I think Williams is projected mid April. We might be finally getting uh, Andy Nahar back. I think that's going to improve things. Obviously, Giazzi getting back. Hopefully, he slots in next week against Montreal is in in the starting role. So I think there are some 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 things where I'm hopeful that there is a thought process behind, you know, let's use the game against Montreal, who's bad, and let's actually we're going to work this week on actually developing and trying out or you know hopefully they've been training it for a while but actually working on okay let's be solid defensively but let's also get a little more on the front foot because the past two games they were just like nope we're just gonna bunker we're gonna hold on for dear life and try to keep it nil nil as close as we can and then try to hit on the break um and that that's the way you're gonna play it 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 just it really didn't work at all in the first and it's gotten them one point out of six so therefore that's not that's not a great return on investment I mean, what would you, I mean, would you prefer, I mean, we talked about this team limiting chances, trying to find a way to be defensive Uh, to their credit. I mean, uh, other they've given up now one open goal, Yep. one play, one goal from open play in two games. So it's an improvement. I mean, the penalty is the penalty and that still counts as your goals against, but that's a different little bit of a different scenario. Um, So they've looked improved defensively. I think particularly, you know, I know, some fans not like to hear this, but Steve Birnbaum's actually been very good. Yep, uh, I would say he's probably been our standout, one of our standout players defensively, not really getting a lot of attention. Uh, Donovan Pines also uh, past couple games has been incredibly solid. Uh, he's had those moments. Now, can he hold on to it? Is, is it going to take one more? Um, um, one more. What, what are your thoughts? Like, yeah, go ahead. no, you, you were you were saying like, what you know, what's the value in that? Do I think that was a good? Uh, I think yeah. that's a good philosophy, particularly while you have a makeshift defense in front of you. So you're basically saying, mm-hmm. I don't trust our back four to defend, so we're going to defend as a team uh, mm-hmm. and try to get draws. Just try to survive in the meantime so that when we have, you know, our our defenders that we like in there that we can maybe be able maybe. I mean, if that's the thought process, then I, that makes sense. I don't know that it's so binary. I don't know that, like, they're thinking, like, all right, guys, we're not even really going to try to score. We're just going to defend. And if we happen to score on a break, cool, or a corner, that'd be great. I, I don't I, I you know we're not in the team talks but I bet you that that's not I bet you they're still like we're gonna go out and take it to them we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna dominate the midfield we're gonna get the ball we're gonna create some high value chances that we're gonna convert probably what they're being said and that's just not the play on the field I think you know you look at look at the bench look at the on you sub so you've got uh this time only one goalkeeper so that's that's an advantage uh Yamil Saad who I think conclusively we can say is not it man uh jackson jackson hopkins uh while his shots per 90 continues to lead the team 
not in, end product, not here yet. Christian Fletcher, finally back from international duty. We'll see. Hayden Sargis, he of the one minute of MLS play, and Matai Akimboni coming back from concussion. There, there's not, uh, you know, Ted Pietro came on. There is not another game changer on that bench, really. There's not another person that's going to move the ball, take on players in the dribble, advance the ball from the midfield through the line to get to, to get to the final third. Like that player's uh, not not there. So I think that I think this is probably just a matter of making do with what you have and hope that when we sign these three players that we're rumored to, which we'll talk about in a minute, that, uh, you know, that depth becomes a little bit more dangerous versus just like, all right, well, we got three children and a guy that it was a body and <laughs> I'm sorry, four children. Yeah. And a goalie. <laughs> that's what that's what our situation is right now. Let's talk about uh, Lewis O'Brien. Um, let's talk about he he talk about new signings. He's a guy who came in, um, played very, very well stats wise. I don't know. Like the team as a whole, I think, is still very much a work in progress offensively. So I don't know if we saw really like the best we could out of him, um, but I thought he still had some some very, very clean moments. I think he's still trying to figure out kind of where he fits in this team, what the best role for him is, what the best role for him is on this team. Um, what were your impressions of him sort of in, in the game? I loved him. I think, I think from a technical standpoint, he's the most complete player and that he can, you know, it was said he's an old school box to box midfielder that was on display. Uh, he wins the ball. He's heavy in the tackle. He can dribble past players. He's going to shoot. Uh, he has, he has the mind to move off the ball. He's got all the stuff. He has all the stuff in the bag. And, and we talked about this before the show started. Yeah, he should. He's a, he's a young premier <laughs> league player. Yeah. He's valued at $10 million. Yeah. So that's, that it's, it's to me, it's amazing. The difference between an MLS level quality midfielder and a premier league one. It's, it's exactly what you think it is to me. I think he come not having had any game time since January and coming out here in 90 minutes and not getting tired. In fact, I think coming into the game later and later, later in the second half uh, was sort of spearheading. The attack was taking a lot of shots on goal was trying to dribble past mm-hmm. players. Uh, you know, he, he is for sure gone when this loan ends, but we should figure out a way to take advantage of him to maximize the points while he's here, because uh, whoever replaces him will be a drop off in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I mean, who be curious to see who that player, I mean, it's probably honestly Chris Durkin, um, who unfortunately looks like he, I think he is the, he is the loser the when casualty. it comes to, he's the casualty here. Um, he actually was not, uh, on the bench for this game. I don't know if he, Oh no, the, no, he wasn't on the bench. No. Wow. I completely missed that. Um, not sure what that's about. Um, as far as I, I don't think we heard about any injury from him. I think he actually might've been quite, maybe he was questionable. I'll have to go back and look at the injury report. Um, Obviously, I think we talked about how good Russell Knauss was. Um, Christian Benteke, I will say, towards the end of that game, was getting very frustrated. Um, there, there was some frustration. I think he went in kind of on a hard tackle. Hopefully, that's just like frustration at the game state, not frustrated with the way things are going because he certainly is out there. Um, he and Taxi, I think we all kind of thought when Taxi came back that they were going to click. Uh, Taxi looked good coming off the bench in that in that first appearance. His past two starts um, have not been, I guess, what we what we saw last season. So I, I'm hopeful that's just kind of, you know, needs a little bit more game time, uh, needs to get off the bench. I, I think this team as a whole, I, I, I'm hopeful for this Montreal game uh, because the reverse is true for Montreal. They're looking at this. They, oh, man, here's a team that's struggling. Here's our chance to to at home 
to really get something. My hope is, though, for, from a DC perspective, uh, that they just need they need one game maybe where just everything clicks and they and they you know score a couple goals and they win a game and then suddenly then it kind of gives you some momentum. It gives you uh, some confidence um, that can kind of sort of propel you into your into the next series of games. Um, so they and they and they do have. Uh, they do have it coming. I think they got a road game. I think they got at, way at Montreal, then road to Orlando, which is going to be tough. Um, and then obviously home against Charlotte, I believe, is is how the <clears throat> is how the next week goes. So maybe it's is it home Charlotte next? Might be home Charlotte next. I'm trying to remember. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's not. All right. Ah, uh, fun. Um, any th- any remaining thoughts on the players? And let's get to the referee decisions. Let's get to that fun. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I'm glad that uh, Jay Oz is uh, back, uh, and probably will start next game. And yeah, Victor Paulson was shockingly okay as a right back. I think he was fine. I mean, he, what he was being asked to do, he was he wasn't asked to commit to the attack. Right, much better than uh, he was a center were, back. I think that's they, I think they, that's clear. Yes, yeah, yes. yes. I think very much so. I I was curious if the team would kind of morph into like a three five two or something. Like they, maybe they would push Green a little higher. Um, they definitely didn't do that. They kept Green um, very much, very much rooted to the left side. So. Obviously, we'll see when Giazzi gets here. Um, obviously, Ruan maybe then maybe starts in this game. You get a little more of attacking. Maybe we'll see Andy come. Um, maybe we'll see Andy get 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 some minutes. Um, let's get to the referee decisions. Obviously, DC very very hard done um, on the first goal. So the the craziest thing about this was uh, is that I believe the the incident happened and then DC went on a counterattack and actually was mildly successful had kind of caught Columbus out guard and you know taxi just couldn't force enough of his shot on the goal to to actually score the to score a goal and and take the lead uh which would have been it would have been I I'm almost glad <laughs> I am almost glad that that ball did not go in the back of the net uh because I could not imagine the what that would have done for the rest of the game if they had scored that and then have it taken away and then a penalty called and then they're down one nothing after being up one nothing like the amount of just wind that would have taken out of the sails um so i'm i'm almost glad that that ball was a weak shot that did not that did not uh that did not go into the back of the net what do you <laughs> do you feel the same way i think that would have been that that i think that could have made this game would have been like Three, four, nothing, Columbus. If that had happened, I think it would have it would have killed this team that much. I, I maybe I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard. That's a hard. Uh, that's a hard negative to prove. But yeah, I, yeah. Taxi had another. I think there were two opportunities where if he just had put a little bit more, either lift mm-hmm. or or muscle on the shot, he would have been able to score. I think you know. Yeah, it's it, it's he's had a long he's had a long period of either injury or not playing. Uh, so I'm hoping that it's just a matter of Russ knocking off and he can start really getting the confidence. To, I think he just probably needs one, right? I think that's kind of yeah. like a confidence player. I think he just needs one. Yeah. Any, any striker, it's a confidence player. Just get one goal. Um, but the, obviously then let's get back to the, the referee decision. John, I know you have several thoughts on this. I, I have my thoughts. I think my thoughts come from maybe a different place than yours. Um, but uh, you go first. on. No, this. I think I, just the, the fact that the, the, uh, to the naked eye, that's not a penalty. Uh, I think it, I think it's just not something you'd call. I think it's a hard to elicit a VAR call. There wasn't even a very strong appeal on Columbus's part uh, for needing to look at it. When you watch it in slow motion, there again, this is what everybody says: like there is the slightest contact on the foot. So by the book, it is a penalty. But the problem is that like we shouldn't have been in this position. It's it is uh, the decision to go to. It was all it was all in the decision to go right. Once he went. 
once it was said, like, I'm going to go take a look. Once the VAR official said, you need to check this out, whoever the, whoever the, uh, the signifying official was, once that happened, it was a, it was a fait accompli because it's, uh, he's not going to look at that and be like, I did see that, but I'm not going to call that. So it's, it's a complaint about sort of, I guess, VAR in general, right? Like what you're, what you're choosing to look at versus what you're trusting yourself to see when you see it. Um, so my, my, what I would say about it is uh, it, it was extremely unlucky. It was like the hardest luck thing to happen to uh, a player who had been playing great up to that point and played very well after that fact. Uh, but it was just sort of, it felt, it felt like it's been brewing and we'll talk about it. Uh, we could probably talk about it even this in this context right now, the, the interview that Pablo did with Wayne about sort of officiating how he feels like, you know, he talks about what's going on and he feels like it's sort of being uh, like they're taking that on him, which it's hard to prove, but it's certainly it's right now. The decisions are stacking up on one side of the ledger over and over and over again. It's getting very challenging to see it otherwise. But yeah, you have you have you have to hope that you have to hope that uh, that 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 there's an evening out here <laughs> that the 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 powers that be that DC gets a call. I mean, I, the, the comparison obviously is to the is to the taxi foul against Chicago, mm-hmm. which I I still look at that and I I can see the argument, but it's like if we're going to see the argument there and then we're not going to see the argument here, like it, there's clear contact there. I, I just don't I, I I don't know I that that for me. I mean, we they talk about they talk about like VR, like not re refereeing the game. And it's just been the biggest the biggest absolute lie. I, I think where we're headed and, and this might sound crazy today. I think where we are headed is we are headed to a to a moment because VAR is is just is just going to spot these things and call these penalties that are um in all actionality like on a live like no like very few referees are going to call these live mm-hmm. i think we are headed towards a scenario where a foul in the box is not automatically a pk i think it's going to be direct free kick inside the box um, something to that effect, or it gets pulled out, you know, just outside the 18 perpendicular if, you know, to give the, the, the taker more space, um, unless it's dogs though, unless there is a denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity, uh, then you will see PKs because they've, you know, they've, I, I think one of the most interesting analysis, um, was, I think the athletic did an article and they talked about like the shift in XG that penalties give, from the moment it like from the moment it happens, what is the XG of that opportunity? And in like almost every single opportunity, it's like a 75 to 80 percent increase in in the in the XG to where it's almost like a guarantee goes from no chance at a goal to a guaranteed goal. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think we're I think we're at some point with the way VAR has kind of changed things and how how me as a referee, when I'm out there refereeing games, I want to be you know, darn sure that the contact is real before I point to the spot and give a PK. Like, I want to make sure that in my mind that it is a hundred percent clear that it's a PK. Otherwise I'm not going to call it. Cause I can know the impact that can have on a game. So now we have VAR where we can see these sort of slight touches. I think we are. If you or your company would like to advertise on United 96, please email producer Brian at Brian at RFK I can promise you only the most electric live reads you've ever heard. And for a small nominal fee, I promise I won't make any references to Zoltan Stieber in the copy. Back to the show. I think we are potentially looking at, I've had 
does some crazy things. We'll see if it's ever trialed or not, but I've, I think that's where we're headed at this. I've got the fix, Ted. I figured it out. Go ahead. Chat, let me know if you think this is a good idea. All right. <laughs> uh, you've got uh, Hawkeye for goals. That's still That will still mm-hmm. persist. The, the the buzzer will go off on the wrist of the referee if, it, if the ball crosses the line. That's fine. Uh, there is no there is no VAR except for each team gets one red red challenge flag that they can they, they can that they can initiate a VAR on. If they are correct, they get it back, but they only get to throw it twice in the game. Also, VAR will only take a maximum of sixty seconds from when the ref, from when the referee goes to the panel, puts maybe even do thirty seconds. I don't know. Puts the headset on. You've got if you can't make a decision in the amount of time it takes to look at it four or five times in slow mo. Clearly, it's not worth calling or changing your call on. That's my fix. Honestly, honestly, give them challenge flags, and then have a uh, have a uh, they lose a they lose a substitute. Yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. They lose sub. They get two challenges, and they get two challenges, and they lose a substitute. So you're right back down to three subs. You're already giving them more subs. So they so if they feel that it is egregious enough, where they want to where they want to throw that flag, um, and none of this. I, I know there's like in NFL, like I think there are like. There's there's basically like, you know, what are the uh, the the coordinators are the ones watching film. They all watch the replay and film like, OK, I think you can challenge this. I think you've got a, a chance to say none of that. It has to be like like a coach thinks it is so egregious yep. that it is worth from the bench. Only. Um, yeah, from the bench. And 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 I think you do need I think you. I feel like if you did that, you would need something like you would need almost like an NFL rule where in stoppage time, like you can't just. You have your one challenge. Your team's getting overrun. You can't throw the challenge right. flag. Like I think, I think, I think that would be that would be fair. I think that would be a fair way to do it. Um, so we'll see. I, I think there's some changes. I think VAR, the the can of worms, as they called it for VAR, is opening. Um, so. I think we should embrace too by the fact that that, that we are American and that we're not going to play it necessarily exactly like the rest of the world in the way we do things. Mm-hmm. I think, but you know, we don't we don't talk about it very much in this show. But like, I think the changes that have been made in baseball this year and over the last couple of years are. You know, it's it's saying I'm not going to be a stick in the mud here. Things aren't working perfectly. Let's fix them. Let's give it a shot. If it doesn't work, we can go back. I think that no one can be really happy with the way things are from a VA perspective. I don't think the refs are even really happy with it. I know that the I know coaches <laughs> across the league are not very happy with it right now. So you know, let's give it a fix. I think the red flags would add a little bit of suspense and intrigue for uh, people watching, and that Apple it, Apple would like that. Yeah, and I I don't think you would have a red flags. I think what you would have is you would tell have probably official. you have a fourth you have to tell the fourth official. You'd be like next stoppage. I'm I want to challenge that call, please. Like, but it would look cool would if there's a visual indicator of such a thing, like some sort of I don't know I don't know how you do it. Like a you like start, you start waving a flag. You you raise your own yeah. flag. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're workshop. We'll happens. Let's uh let's talk next week's game. DC United will play on the road to Montreal. Um. I think I think we, we've covered enough for Columbus, right? Yeah, we talked I, well, I don't think we have anything else. Yeah, yeah, no more, please. I don't. <laughs> Let's go. Hopefully, hopefully, some some happy happier vibes. Uh, DC set up. Uh, this is I don't know if we call this a trap game because both teams are pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montreal um, is currently coming off uh, two straight games of uh, lo- losing a combined nine to nothing. Uh, things are not going well uh, in Hernan Lasada's uh, in Hernan Lasada's Montreal. They are. I lost four nothing uh, to New England. Just got absolutely run over by them. Um, I think it is a case. Uh, I I was hoping people were saying like, oh, I think this means that uh, um, 
And all of a sudden, she'll be like, oh, and I'm like, don't do it next. Don't do it. Wait till after next Saturday. I don't care. Like They pay them farther down the season. If he's if he's gone by then, so be it. But I don't know. Give man. us this one week. <laughs> I got to all I got to say is RIP Montreal players in training this week because Aaron's going to turn the intensity meter up to 35 out of 10. So uh, if there's ever yeah. a game he wanted to win, it's this one. So, yeah, we'll see. It's entirely possible they come out with their hair on fire. We'll see. We'll see if the players like I mean, I don't I don't know if the players will want to like, I mean, at a certain point, it seems like the, I mean, you lose five nothing and four nothing at a certain point. And again, this is what I talked about. I, I think it was, you know, we talk about like what happened. Why? Why was there non coming in so successful early on? It's very easy to come into a team that's directionless. This team had a coach they were successful under in Wilford Nancy. And then you have another guy come in who maybe is trying to put his staple on and try to change things. Um, I was very curious how he was going to come in. I thought if he came in maybe with a little bit of a softer touch, being like, look, I'm not going to make any real wholesale changes here. Like the team set up, you guys were success- successful. Um, you know, I'm not really going to mess. Maybe I'll tinker with a couple things there. Uh, but it sounds like he came in and said, no, I'm, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I can be the I can be the manager. Uh, we'll see what happens in this game, man. He, he can turn the intensity up as much as he wants, but uh, it's about the players he's got. And right now I don't know if he, if he really has that. So, um, I would, so just, just like a big, <laughs> this, this, stat is indicative of how bad DC net has been in the last couple of years. So Montreal impact and Montreal impact now CF Montreal, FC, LF, FC, DC, whatever the, whatever the name is now, <laughs> 10 Montreal wins, eight DC wins, eight draws. So, that's just like the time they're just in the window. They're in the 2008 to 2000 to 2023 window or whatever it was just like it was DC stinky time, but uh, just some overall season stats. Uh, DC United average. Now that this can't be average stats. It's that 12.4 shots. Is that total? That can't be right. Never mind. I'm not even gonna try to understand these stats, but uh, this is, I am concerned it's on the road. Montreal has drawn no matches. <laughs> <They've>, <laughs> that is that is that is extremely Ernan, right? Classic, that, right? Classic Ernan. Yeah, he he always said he didn't want to lose zeros or draw zero zero, and uh, that that's not happening. I what what's I think that you know, I hope that the trainers are working overtime and and rubbing magic crystals on uh, Andy Nahar's hamstrings. Uh, that would be also rich. Rich uh, poetry. If if uh, if a injured Andy Nahar is brought back earlier than expected to play against Hernan Lasada and beat him after <laughs> after what was the what was the final straw apparently in Hernan's firing. Uh, this is uh, we we talked about it before. If ever there was an April game that's a must win, just from a mentality perspective, it's this one. And also, yeah. can you imagine how bad the vibes would be around DC if uh, they did not pull a rabbit out of their hat against Toronto and win that first game and they were just winless? Yeah, Oof. <laughs> Gross. it would be bad, bad, it would be bad. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go beat up on Canada, I think, is is what we need to we need to do right now. But no, you talk about I mean, you talk about this game. I mean, obviously, against New England, they were absolutely run off the table. I think I've even seen like a like an XG given up an XG stat. And they are like, we're like at least like somewhat, you know, where where we if we just improve a little bit, maybe we jump up into sort of the the mid tier. Um Toronto, uh, sorry, Toronto, Montreal is all the way like on the left side, the bad side of that graph. Um, they are they are not good. They're maybe generating like a few more chances, like they're being a little bit more potent offensively than us, uh, but way worse, even with the games we've lost way worse defensively. And they, of course, they've lost like nine, nothing like in their XG. They the XG against uh, New England 
uh, let's see, let me find it here was 2.2 uh, to 0.6 on the on the XG on the XG graph. So uh, they are vastly not playing well, and this is an opportunity. Um, I think if they if DC goes in and runs the table here, I think or non, I am willing to bet he might get fired. That or not, he might get fired at this last game. So this this might be a sort of uh, last stand for him. They do have one sort of what well, I guess we'll call it quality win against Montreal, three to two. Again, Montreal did have a Montreal player sent two. off. They are uh, Philadelphia. Thank you. Uh, they have a three two win against Philadelphia. Uh, uh, Philadelphia had a player sent off, and obviously the uh, uh, they have. Uh, CCL that they have been really focused on. So not so I'm not sure how much you can really, uh, really put into that game. Um, but yeah, it uh, should be an interesting game. I think you're right. I think it's a must win. Um, and hopefully the team could finally pull out it. And we have some positivity to talk about coming into this year instead of, instead of the same, I miss it. The same we've had for like the past, like two to three weeks. So I miss it. Uh, we've got some questions. Uh, Jason says, at which point do they walk away? At what point do they walk away from Rooney midseason? Is it possible? We kind of discussed that before. He also took it back after about 15 minutes of, of stewing on it, but I wanted to ask it just sort of uh, pointedly. I think that they're, I think that they're going to continue to make additions to this roster. They're going to mm-hmm. give him the all. There's no way he doesn't see out the season. Yeah. I, I think that is very likely. I think it has to, if this continues though, if this does continue, I think they recognize that they need to get him some help. And I think they will get him that help sort of before the end of the I don't know if it'll be three players like we'll talk about coming up um, that whether Rooney says they're looking. We'll just go ahead and yeah, say that, there's not much, much, much analysis looking at three players, uh, French, Uruguayan and Portuguese. I don't know if they'll grab all of them. Um, producer Brian, by the way, like dropped a transfer market player. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are we signing this guy? And it's like, no, no, no. I just thought he looked good. And I'm like, come on, man. We you can't can't do that with no explanation. Sean, I know you're having a kid and you're tired, but come on. Sean Howe is is was at League Two matches. And apparently scouting center backs. That was Ooh. so I was like, I was like, Lee, where'd you I, listen? Where'd you hear that? I just, you know, here and there. Sean, well, just following him on Instagram is also very helpful. The, the Sean has certainly decided that like, he's like, this is fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying these little breadcrumbs for the 50 people that care about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think there's any chance they fire him. Um, Jeff, Jeff Wim says, or Jeff WIM says, We've seen a lot of starting lineup combinations. Who do you think should be the starting wingers, wide players in the midfield? And I, I guess that's assuming a universe in which everyone is healthy, which has never yeah. happened before. The problem too, like with roster construction, this team doesn't have a bunch of wingers if that if outside mm-hmm. midfielders. Uh, they're, they're not built to play wide. That's just not sort of the, the team that they have constructed. They're, they're narrow. They're very narrow. Um, I mean, right now, obviously, defensively, every, I mean, sorry, sorry, he was talking specifically midfield, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I, I, I honestly, I don't know what the what the best combination is. I really don't. I, I mean, I, I guess you need to have Lewis O'Brien out there. You need to have um, Matthias Click out there. They're your two big signings, so they have to be out there. And then it's a question of, you know, do you do you get some more width with Pedro Santos where he can push up a little bit? Um, I think he was he was asked to play a little more defensively than he than in this last game that I think he was he was used to. So I'd be curious if they get some more help for him. Um, and then do you look for like a Victor Paulson, Russell Canals look good. 
I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what the best midfield is at this point. It, they've tried a lot of different things and nothing is really stuck as a hundred percent effective. Yeah, Pedro Santos has not been the answer. Ruan is not really the answer on the right-hand side. Nigel Bertha has been tried on the left-hand side. He's not the answer. I think O'Brien could play one of those positions. I think he's got, I think he's just a mm-hmm. diverse talent. Andy Nahar could also do that if we wanted to do. Uh, Ted Coutibiatro could, I think he's better in the middle of the field. And Jackson Hopkins theoretically was supposed to be that on the right hand side, but has not been able to break into the lineup in any noticeable way. Um, yeah, I, I, there's if you just look at this roster, it it looks exactly what it was, right? It looks like a roster that has been put together over three coaches with different GMs with different systems, and it's like a Frankenstein. It's like it's not quite as bad as Chelsea's forty players on their senior roster, or whatever <laughs> it is, uh, but it is certainly a team that is schizophrenic in its in its what you know, what players are brought in to do. So when Wayne leaves, be it this year, likely, or next year after that, uh, they definitely have to figure out as they shift dead weight, they have to be much more cohesive in the plan going forward and have, (coughs) excuse me, whoever the general manager is going to be. And I think we know the general manager is the general manager is the general manager. He is the alpha and omega. So when, when he builds the team, when Dave Casper is still been on this team in 2025, uh, I hope that it's with in you know with a grand plan in mind versus sort of just like hey every six months let's get a new formation let's have new attributes that we're seeking and then fire the coach. Yeah, I I really don't know. I'm I, I'm honestly not putting I, you put more thought into the next season than I have at this point because I'm just like I don't know what it's going. to If look we don't like. win more games, I'm going to have to like I don't I don't have a choice. My <laughs> brain has to escape. Oh, <laughs> uh, but we do. Uh, let, before we close out the show, let, let's uh, let's do talk about the, what we do know is coming up on April 26. Barring there's no storms or rain or anything like that that would push a game to 1 a.m. Uh, but we have the U.S. Open Cup match. Uh, DC United uh, will be playing. They've been drawn against the Richmond Kickers. Last time they drew against the Richmond Kickers, they went on to win the Open Cup. So a little bit a little bit of spice there. Uh, quick, quick thoughts, Sean. Do you think? Do you think Wayne? Do you think Wayne Rainier, DC United, will take this tournament seriously? I'm not talking about this game. I'm not talking about this game. I oh. think. I think you will see. You will see some players in there. But your answer. But your, I'm not talking about this game. I'm talking about no. The, it's the it's Youth City. It's going to be Youth City. Uh, Alex Bono gets his first start. Uh, it's going to be. It's Jackson Hopkins gets a start. Uh, Christian Fletcher gets a start. Uh, Donovan Pines, Matai Akambone starts. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's going to be six, yeah. six young players and then some sprinkled veterans, Ben Teke off the bench. That's what I think happens. I, I, I would be shocked if Ben Teke is there. I think they'll, they'll be some starters maybe mixed in. Maybe they give Lewis O'Brien a run out. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. I, I, oh my God. Lewis O'Brien's <laughs> playing. He's playing everything. He's playing 90 minutes of everything. Um, I mean, as far as just my quick, my quick thoughts on the match, obviously this for me is, is going to be complicated as far as who to support, uh, because I am a longtime DC fan since a kid. And, um, I've recently been come been really uh, involved with the kickers and a season ticket holder. I'm not dropping any hints on who I would actually be rooting for. It might be a case of, I hope both teams have fun and we have a good time. <laughs> I know there, I know there are, I know there are several, uh, Richmond people who used to be big DC fans who are all back in Richmond. Um, so that might that might sway me. I'm sorry, but uh, but I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting game. I will be there on Wednesday. I will be. Uh, you will see me. I may pick a jersey. You'll see me in whatever you want. <laughs> Ted's gonna um, Ted's I'm gonna slice sure. two jerseys together and stitch them. <laughs> well, man, dude, I can't I can't slice together two two hundred dollars jerseys. No, yeah, it's got to be like old one, ones. Three, it's <laughs> got to be definitely it's like three hundred dollars, man. I can't. I don't even think I have any old ones. I could like maybe I've got like an old DC. I don't really have too many old kickers. I don't wear anymore because I just haven't. I haven't 
been around too long with them. Um, I will say from analysis perspective, I think DC can throw out a youth lineup. This kickers team, even though they were the best team uh, in the league last year, by far, a lot of those guys have left, uh, particularly Jonathan Bolaños has left. They've got uh, Belmar, who's been a couple things in there. Anyway, I'll save a little bit of analysis. I think DC, even with a reserve lineup, should be able to beat the kickers. Uh, could the kickers surprise them? Absolutely. Uh, we'll see kind of what, uh, how, how the teams line up. I'll be very curious to see how the kickers uh, kind of line up uh, because it, it, you know, deep open cup runs have been possible. You know, Omaha did it, but it also had a pretty big impact on their, on their regular season. So um, I don't know. We'll see that. I, I remember there was a game against Philly and uh, I think it was the kickers throughout like one of the worst lineups I'd ever seen for like a game. And I was like, Oh, we're going to get pummeled. And they proceeded to get pummeled five to nothing. So um we'll see it'll be a fun game i'll 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 have some content coming out um, i'm good friends with the guys over at river city 93 so you, you'll hear you'll hear more about that uh coming up or i'm still working out some details he's on vacation right now so i don't want to bother him too much <laughs> all right folks that's gonna do it i think uh anything else you wanted to drop john before we go nope i think the uh i was how do you say his name terzaghi terzak em- emiliano terzaghi yeah yes. he'll score that's gonna happen he'll score <laughs> that'll be fun that'll be fun That'll be fun. Um, yeah. TB- I, I think TBD a- if it'll be streamed. TBD if you have to be there to see it. TBD, all yeah. these things. So I think that information will hopefully come soon. If you're, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not going. But other people should go. Everybody else except for me should go. Uh, it's a, Wait, what day is it again? April 26th. It's a Wednesday. And we're going to, John's going to check his calendar live on <laughs> this. See if he can actually go and join me. I'm, I am, I immediately, like, I, I immediately put in PTO. I immediately, like blocked out my calendar i was like i'm going to this game i don't i i do not care it's like a it's like a that's it's like that's the middle of the week before i've got some. it's not looking good it's not looking good (laughs) it's not looking good come on let's get brian up uh, brian brian will give an excuse for brian Brian has a brian brian has a a covered excuse for sure there will be there will be a, a bunch of richmond people um bunch of people out at the game they're always a fun time should be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it anyway guys thank you so so much for watching you guys are awesome and we'll catch you guys next week thanks again to our show sponsor monday development available to help you with all of your real estate needs to get started on your next real estate investment visit mondaydev.com that's m-u-n-d-y-d-e-v.com